Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Talking About? I'm your host, Alan Musu, and I just wanted to jump on here, pop on here as the influencers say, to just wish you all a happy 2023. I think this year is going to be a great one, and I'm excited for what it has to hold, not only in life, but also for the podcast. I wanted to talk one thing that I remember in particular is after Christmas, the day after Christmas is a thing called Boxing Day. Do we know what Boxing Day is? No. So I Googled it. Boxing Day basically is the day after Christmas. Um, Think about in traditional English culture in England where the servants and the maids and, you know, house workers, people that are more like people that are of the working class, they had to work on Christmas. They were serving food. They were cleaning the house. They were doing a lot of chores. And so the day after Christmas, they got Boxing Day. So basically, Boxing Day is Christmas for the people that are of the working class. I learned that. So happy Boxing Day. There's a lot of unique traditions and things that go on in the world. So I think it's been cool to talk with a few people and get to know what their traditions are and and what they do historically in their family and in their culture. Something recently that happened to me, I so I work in aviation and I travel from time to time for business. And I was on a trip to New Orleans. And as you know, New Orleans is a great place for jazz music, food. There's lots of great culture there. And the lady who was leading the trip, she gave us these goodie bags. A lot of corporate trips will have these gift bags that you get. So I opened the gift bag. There's a book. There's some, you know, pens, tchotchkes, socks, whatever. And then there's these beads. And for Mardi Gras, you get beads. Well, why do you get the beads? You get the beads because you take your top off, basically. So The next day we're on this bus. There's about 30 of us. We're on a bus and the lady that gave me the the gift bag in the first place, she's a, she's an admin for one of the executives. She looks at me and she's like, well, why aren't you wearing your beads? And I was like, um, do you know how you get the beads? And she's like, what, what do you mean? You just get them. And I said, no, you usually get them for doing an activity. And so she was mortified that she had, um, she had been kind of wearing the beads just casually no one paid reference to it but once I taught the people about it it was a little bit of a joke so um half the team not half but a chunk of them were from England and there was one guy who um I specifically kept coming up to him and I was like hey like are you gonna wear your beads and he he's like what do you mean what what's the big deal about these beads told him the same story you know you get the beads for not having a top and so then he proceeds to tell his friends but he has an accent, so it's much better. And he's like, do you know that if you wear beads, it's because you got your bits out? (laughs) And it's just, it's cool to experience new cultures like that. Like, even though I'm from the United States, I'm learning new things in the US. Like, I'm always endorsing travel, 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 do it as much as you can. There's always unique opportunities that you can experience in other cultures, including your own, just maybe down the road. Another part of that trip that I was kind of communicating what American culture was, was tipping. And that's a topic I want to cover with a few individuals on the show coming up. But tipping culture in the United States is just growing and growing and growing. I mean, when I was a kid, I think it was 15%. Now it's kind of rude if you don't give 20%. I don't know what what the deal is. I went to a cafe the other day and the minimum suggestion on the screen when they say, "Mm, there's going to be a couple of questions on here and they flip the screen. I think the minimum was 25%. And it was like, I bought a cup of coffee for $5. What? what? <laughs> like, it's just interesting that there's this assumption. Yes, you're going to tip. And not only are you going to tip, you're going to start your tipping at 25%. Like, I know that you get paid well. Like, for example, Starbucks. I like Starbucks because I like Starbucks. 
But also, they do have a tip jar, and you can give a tip if you feel so, but there's no requirement, there's no ask, because Starbucks workers get paid a decent amount. So I think that's the whole thing is I've heard time and time again from people, it's unfortunate, like, you should, originally, you should get paid enough. Then tip is a bonus, but for a lot of people, the tip is what they need. So I was telling the people in my group, especially the ones from Europe, hey, like, please make sure that you guys tip enough. And I mean, they were just completely baffled. We went basically everywhere we went. Someone wanted a tip. Your your doorman wants a tip. The person who is leading the tour on a boat wants a tip. Your server, your barista, your bartender. It's just normal here. And in other countries, they do tip, but not as much. I don't know how much they do in Africa, but I mean, in England, in Europe, it's it's nearing the American prices, but it's nowhere near. Like, even if you tipped 10%, that wouldn't be crazy. I was in a cab once, and I got out of the taxi. I was in London, and I said, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what I should tip you. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, this much should be fine. And it was fair. Like, it was reasonable. So I think that that's just something interesting is wages are just very different here in the U.S. and how things are spread out. So I'm curious to know what you guys think about tipping and and I love to pull my upcoming guests on the same topic. Traveling is honestly one of my favorite things to do and I am always ready to find the best travel hacks, the best things to do when you travel, the best travel items, whatever it is. And one thing that I started doing a couple years ago that I completely support is when you have a trip, specifically I think on vacation, this is a great thing to do. I went to Europe in 2018 with one of my close friends and I did this the entire trip and it makes such a fond memory in my mind. Make a playlist. Only play those songs the whole trip over and over. I don't care if you have to hear it 20 times. I do but you have the same playlist playing over and over and as you're flying as you're traveling you know don't make it super long but what's going to happen is the memories that you have associated with that trip will go with that song. And what happens to me is when I'm in the car and one of those songs comes on, comes on that is from that trip to Europe, I, I'm flooded with memories. I know exactly where I was standing. I can smell. I can see. Like, it's such a cool way to re-experience a trip. You can look at pictures and you could listen to the music at the same time. You could eat food that you experienced in that area and listen to the music at the same time. Like, it's a great way to recall your memory in a way that's not physical. And I think that that's something that I started doing and I definitely want to continue it. For me, I have a flying playlist. So how I organize it is if I have a new song that I hear on the radio or someone sends me, I put it in my flying playlist. And then when I fly, I revisit those songs and that's when I listen to them. So what ends up happening is, you know, the 10, four, five, eight, whatever songs that I put in that playlist for that section end up becoming the defining songs of my trip. So there you go. Take my tidbit, run with it, and let me know if you like it. Finally, for this quick episode, I want to circle back and talk about business trips. Specifically, I want to talk about corporate meetings and the things you need to know. There's things that you need to know when you come to a meeting. I think that you know, I'm, I've been talking to people who are going through grad school, who are late in their careers, who are young in their careers of, of all parts. And the common thing is there's some business items that you just have to learn from experience. Having an internship, a great way to do that. Um, I had two internships in college and that was, I'm so thankful because I knew how to make a cup of coffee. I knew how to 
you know, make copies. I knew how to staple things like silly things that seem really small. But then when you have to do them in your real job, you look like a G like, you know, exactly what's going on. You don't have to ask questions. And I think it's a great way for you to look competent and and not have to worry about that aspect of your job. So highly encourage you to embrace those moments, whether that's, you know, oh, I have to make coffee for everyone. Do it. You will learn a lot from making that coffee. Um, You know, maybe you made the coffee really good and an executive really likes it. And then you make a relationship because, oh, my gosh, Ellen makes the best coffee. Okay, great. Foot in the door. So anyways, that's actually one thing is when you're getting coffee or food or orders for people and you have to keep in mind and you should also look up according to your company policy who is allowed to buy food. Sometimes only directors and above can buy food. Sometimes only managers can buy food. But for example, in the morning, if everyone's going to get coffee and they're going to Starbucks, we're back on Starbucks again. You can order Starbucks for everyone that's standing or sitting like in your group in your car. Number one, they'll love you for it. They got a free drink. And number two, you're going to get reimbursed. So get the Starbucks. And number three, the biggest part, you get all of the stars. Okay. Like I, (laughs) I have so many Starbucks cups. Um, those free, like cups that you get those tumblers that everyone's paying a bunch of money for. Don't pay for those. You get them for free with stars. I've seen, I've seen groups of grown men fighting over who gets to pay for the Starbucks because they want the stars. Okay. It's a thing. And when you're in the car, you can bond about your coffee. You can talk about your drinks and it leads to a lot of different conversations. You would be surprised if you actually looked into your team and looked into your people talking to them what you could discover. There's a lot of commonalities. There's a lot of interests. I met with a lady the other day who rescues dogs and she happens to know a lot about the type of dog that I want. So I asked her questions about it and we created a nice relationship from that. You never know who is going to be your friend. Equally, you never know who's going to be your enemy. So be careful, but I digress. And when you're on a trip, you can start to be um, the person that is just generous, like, you know, everyone on the trip knows that you're not actually buying them coffee, but it's a kind gesture. It's, it's an inconvenience that you have to go through to carry their cup up the stairs or whatever it is. And it's just nice. So maybe that's something you can do. Another thing that people don't think about is not all corporate events are planned. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, you go to the event, you have a meeting all day, you're sitting there and then it's like, oh, we're all hungry. What are we getting for dinner? Like I have a former coworker. She used to be my manager and she was the expert. I mean, expert at finding food to the point where before the trip, like a week before we would get an email with links and she'd say, this is where we're going to go for dinner. This is where we're going for breakfast on this day. And it was so cool because she became our foodie expert of the group and we always had a great time and, and that's what she was known for. And I don't know about in her private life, if that's, if that's even, um, you know, something that she's interested in, but she took it as an opportunity to share that with the team. And we bonded over that. Uh, There's a meeting that I attended a few years ago and the CEO told me, you know, hey, by the way, after lunch, I like chocolate chip cookies. And I thought he was joking. I think he was joking. But either way, I got chocolate chip cookies. And right before I went to the meeting, I think I also grabbed some milk. (laughs) So we had lunch, we sat, we chatted. And I brought out these cookies and I put his cookie down first. And I said, here you go. Here's a cookie. He looks at me with like alien eyes. He's like, wait, what? (laughs) Like he had completely forgotten that he said that. 
He forgot what happened, but he realized that there was a connection there. Like he was glad to have them. And I think that it's just cool when you think about how you make friends in life, not even just at work, but in life. Why are you friends with those people? What do you remember about those people? You remember your mom's birthday and you know that she likes marigolds. So you get her marigolds. Why don't you do that with people you work with? They're your friends too. Um, not only are they your friends, but they can also help you get through life and get to more places. They can give you advice. They can su- they're going to support you. I bet people that you work with are probably going to attend your wedding. They're probably going to attend your kid's baptism. There's a lot of pieces that go into partnerships and relationships with business that I think bleed over into real life and friendships. So don't feel intimidated. Executives are people too. Um, That's something that I really have learned and I've worked with a lot of executives over the years. They're human and they need just as much attention and information as you do. They have dogs, they have kids, they have, you know, everybody... Um, the phrase is everybody poops. Think of the bad word, but it's everybody is human. That's it. And I've heard of a lot of people um, who are happy to be treated as human. I remember one time, one of my coworkers, we were at an event and the CEO was there. And when he walked in, everyone's like, oh my God, he's here. And she walked up to him and gave him a hug. And I heard him say, thank you for giving me that hug. It made me feel human. That's sad, okay? Like, go hug your boss. (laughs) They're human, and there's nothing about them that separates them from you besides their title and maybe their pay. And I think if more people had that mindset, work environments would be a lot more cohesive, and people would get a lot further knowing that they are on the same playing field as other people. I think equally the same applies for income levels and and what we call um, our levels of society. Like, there's no levels. We are all human. And if you remember that, the way that you interact with people, the way that you share with people will change. Some people might look at a garbage man and say, "Eh, he's a garbage man. I'm not talking to him or I'm not touching him. Whatever. Garbage men make a lot of money, probably more than you. So... (laughs) Be nice to him. And also, without that garbage man, you would have trash all over your house and you would not know what to do with it. You would not want to go to the dump. I'm currently looking up how much do garbage men make. So on Glassdoor, it says 26 to 52K. And on job jobited.com, it says 21 to 100K. So... um. Average salary is about 40000 That's more than a lot of people I know. So talk, talk to the garbage people. Same thing with postal workers. The posted workers equally make tons of money because if you work at the post office and you are delivering mail, you have to go in rain, snow, heat, dryness, and drop off mail. Like there's no convenience about that. Some days, yeah, it's beautiful. You get to walk outside. Mail people walk miles a day. They got them calves and they have to go through all sorts of elements. So equally, I mean, it doesn't matter what your position is. When I worked in Chicago, I used to go into the hangars and work with mechanics and I would come, you know, I dressed in my slacks and my jacket and I look all corporate and they're wearing, you know, dickies and they're wearing neon shirts because they they have to have that for safety and they're dirty they have grease and I came up to them and I'm just talking I'm getting to know them and they thought that I was there to fire them (laughs) 
And I always thought it was so funny. And I, I finally said to one of the guys, I said, you know, you make more money than I do. I can't do anything. Like, I can't fire you. I'm just here to hear your story. But they're not used to seeing that human approach. So I just think that there's so many opportunities that then come up through that. Like, for example, when I then would go down to the hangers, they would show me special things that they wouldn't show other people. So always be aware. I think that a lot of that work gets noticed. I think a lot of people will realize, hey, like so-and-so is very kind to these people. You know, hey, Sarah is a nice person and she always interacts with these people. Let's get her on the board here. You will make it far if you treat people as human. And that's going to be the end of my message today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, my rant. And I hope that you tune in for the next one. It's going to be a long one and I'm ready to deliver it here for you. So like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.